Welcome to the Rainbows and Rain podcast for early interventionists. My name is Erica, and this is my podcast, where I reflect on real-life visits in hopes to grow in my own early intervention practice as I work with families and children, birth to age three. I hope this podcast helps you connect and reflect on your own visits and interactions with families. Today's episode is a special episode. It's actually part two to the episode previously entitled Great Expectations. So I'm calling this episode actually Great Expectations Part Two. It's the uh, next visit I had with the family, how it went, and how I'm also continuing to struggle. So to recap briefly from the previous connecting episode, uh, this is a mom and a visit I've been struggling with because mom did receive early intervention services uh, before with an older child. She did not receive them, the services in our program that I work for currently, but she did receive them somewhere. So she has some experience and expectations with um. I guess, what services look like. And I'm not sure what those are yet. I know what my expectations are and what my experience is, but I'm not quite sure they're matching up. So that's kind of the gist with um, what's going on with this visit. So if you listen to the previous visit, um, my problem was mom was kind of leaving the room. And so it was just me and her son in the living room, kind of left to ourselves a little bit. And I'm not sure if that's what she kind of expects is just kind of me to provide more of that therapy service. And I come in and kind of perform my show and then exit. Um, However, we all know that's not how it should work or how visits should look, no matter how much I've tried to set the stage for that. So anyways, going back to the joint plan from the previous visit, we were talking about his play. It's very um, solitary. It's very repetitive. He likes to line things up and he will make that line go across the room, around objects, up and down objects. And I'm pretty sure I'm getting the idea because this was not my third visit. I'm getting the idea that this is what he does all day. Um, So we talked about, you know, because mom wants to, of course, she wants him to talk and he's not talking. Um, So we talked a lot about that just social interaction piece and, um, you know, getting him engaged with, you know, people. So we talked about varying his um, play with that line Anyways, going back to the joint plan, it was her idea that she said, I should get some new toys. I've been meaning to get to rotate some new toys out. And I, you know, tell me more about that, you know, and I think it's because we're talking about this rigid play and, and that being all he does, she thinks maybe that if she rotates the toys that maybe he'll play will look different. So she brought up the ideas. I have these puzzles from when her older child was younger. And we talked about uh, the great 
you know, the great opportunities that puzzles have. And as early interventionists or, you know, parents and teachers, we, we know there's lots you can do with puzzles. Um, so yeah, I just tell me more what kind of puzzles you have and yeah, that'd be great. We, I'd love to see what he could do with a puzzle or, you know, try and, you know, do something new. When I got to the visit today, you know, I did, you know, the greeting and checking in and things like that. And right away she said, I didn't get those puzzles out. And of course that kind of was the first thing I noticed a little bit too in the living room. Um, it's a small home in a small room. So uh, it's easy to kind of see what's, what's changed and nothing had really changed. Uh, and she just said, and we live in Minnesota, so I should preface that too. It is winter in Minnesota and it is very cold. Uh, Mom has a detached garage, she said, and all her puzzles and toys are in storage in the garage and it's just too cold to go out and get them out. So she'll get those out probably in the spring. So that made me think for a little bit like, okay, so now what? So, and it's really interesting just to how it happens where all of a sudden I'm just left alone in the room with her son. And I'm just kind of left wondering what I'm thinking back to the conversation of the joint plan. And I'm thinking back to what went wrong is really what I'm trying to get at. What went wrong with that joint plan? And if I back it up and I think about it, I'm not sure it was her idea to do the puzzles. She suggested the puzzles. She suggested rotating the toys out. However, it was me who initiated the conversation of um, expanding and changing his play which he absolutely needs to do. Um, it's very, like I said, repetitive. It's not very functional. Um, it's not offering a whole lot of opportunity to work on, you know, imitation skills and social skills and things like that, that he needs to, he needs to acquire. So uh, again, it just kind of really made me stop and think about um, this mom, this family and, and what I'm doing with them. So going, yeah, just thinking back, I, I think it was my idea, to be honest. Um, it's something he needs to do, but, um, I'm not sure I even asked mom if that was something she wanted to work on. Uh, like I said, this child does keep himself busy and he does this and, you know, she's home with him and and she's busy too. I get the idea She's very busy um, trying to keep a house and having other kids. And, um, you know, she's talked a little bit about uh, wanting to go back to work and things like that. And I'm still building rapport with this family. This is my third visit in. So I feel like, you know, we're still trying to get to know each other. So that's where I'm going to kind of go back to the joint plan and, and really kind of, that's my thought. It's my idea. That was my idea. But I keep going back to this other question. Why does mom continue to leave? And this time she left us for 30 minutes. So in this 
time of 30 minutes. And she's kind of walking through the living room too. So she's through the living room. She's in the kitchen. She's down the hallway. She's coming back. Um, you know, she seems like a pretty busy mom. Uh, so, but again, if you go back to my previous episode, when she joins, she's engaged. She's engaged. She's, we're problem solving. We're talking, you know, um, she's practicing a strategy. So she's there. Um, I am there during breakfast time. So that's an opera, definitely an opportunity to, to work on some things during that routine. Um, it's just a, it's, 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 it's interesting. So anyways, so what, what am I doing during these 30 minutes? I'm just doing the best I can. So I'm obviously engaged with the child. I'm not just going to sit there for 30 minutes and I'm not going to call her back. Cause I feel like that would be kind of shaming, um, or a little, you know, again, just even it was just, it would seem like disciplinary, like you need to come back here. I, I just don't see how that could look. So I'm just going to keep encouraging and really just trying to get her back. So I'm constantly like, um, talking about what I'm doing, talking about what he's doing. Um, he did engage in, with me with some really nice play of stacking blocks up and knocking them down and, working on that more request for more blocks, you know, whatever the expectation is that he look at me or that he take it from my hand or that he might sign it or try, you know, try to verbalize it. So I'm constantly narrating during these 30 minutes what's what's going on. So he gets fussy because he wants breakfast and and I was really kind of pushing him too to a frustration level just to kind of see, is she going to come back and and see what's happening? Because I really just wanted to get a good idea of what he is and isn't able to do. So breakfast was a great opportunity because she's interacting with them. So I tried to seize that moment. Um, so she has to feed him almost like a bird, like with her fingers, and she puts it in his mouth. Um, She would like him to self-feed. So there's definitely that opportunity to work on that and kind of talk more about that routine. And then the great thing that happened during the visit is mom shared with me some things that um, how she gets him to eat um, how she, how she gets him to self feed is that she'll give him something really preferred that he wants to eat and that he'll pick up with his fingers and actually put in his mouth. Um, he doesn't have any physical limitations when it comes to that. I think it's just what he prefers. And mom does say she would like him to feed himself because sometimes when she puts food in his mouth and he's opening his mouth like a baby bird um, to be fed that he doesn't like the bite. He doesn't like what's in there. So then he wants to spit it out in her hand. So she thinks if he would feed himself that that routine would go a lot better. And I think she's right. It, It would go a lot better. So during, um, this this breakfast routine uh, and mom and I are talking. So again, because that's kind of been my strategy from the previous visit is when she does join us, I 
turn all my attention to her and I focus on her and I try and engage her, um, and, and her son, um, but really try and get her involved in, in what she, she wants to do. So, while I was alone with the child, I was working on requesting and requesting more. And again, you know, one of her goals is that he talk. So I suggested, is that something we could work on with breakfast is, you know, yes, you know, she had the food and it was the preferred food and he really wanted it. So now I feel like I'm getting back to basics. We're getting back to where we should be, where mom's engaged with the child. Um, It's happening in real life. It's happening in context. Um, I'm on the side and I'm coaching. And these are mom, these are mom's goals. These are what she wants to work on and what she wants to do. So like I said before, um, just really trying to shape this visit into something that is going to be meaningful for her, that she's going to feel like she's going to be able to carry out through the week and, and visit to visit. Um, I just really feel like we're just going back to basics and going back to routines. Um, because again, if I think back to the joint plan or the so-called joint plan that I tried to create in the previous visit, I'm not so sure it was uh, her idea to maybe dig out those puzzles in that cold garage. So um, I also need to find out what did she, what was her experience with her older son and how did early intervention look with him and kind of explore what she already knows, because she's already shared with me a little bit that he didn't talk or was a very late talker as well. This child is two and a half, by the way, if you didn't listen to the previous episode. So I should find out what what kinds of things did you do with him? And I did a little bit of that at the end of the visit when we talked about strategies. I, I, I you know, touched on that a little bit. Like, did they do pictures with your older son? And she said, oh, yeah, they did that. And I, I really kind of, that they kind of struck me because it, I, I wondered why she didn't say we, um, but she, they did that. So that, that just kind of struck a chord with me. Um, so, cause again, I just want to get back to like, what did you do to kind of help your, your older son or what did they help you with? So I also want to get better at, um, next visit planning. So I feel like, um, as I've grown in this coaching practice with early intervention, I've, um, really set the intention and effort into creating that joint plan. Um, but next visit planning, it's sometimes is more detailed or less detailed, just kind of depending what it is. I feel like it depends on what um, uh, what you're going to be working on. So obviously, if mealtime's a struggle, then I will come at mealtime, and that's some next visit planning. But uh, I feel like next visit planning is sometimes tricky because there's so much heavy stuff going on in the moment, and then you're talking about what you're going to do in between the visit. But with this mom and with this visit, I think I'm really going to put a conscious effort and 
more organization into next visit planning. And even I don't do this with every family, but I might start doing it with her is doing like that middle of the week check in. So that's going to be what I'm going to work on. So kind of stay tuned to see how this evolves. It's a great family uh, and a great visit to to work on these skills um, for me. So embrace the struggle, right? Because that's where that's where we grow and get better. Thanks for listening. If you have any thoughts on this topic, on reflection, on joint planning, or any of those things that we talked about in this episode, please email me at ericabow80 at gmail.com. That's E-R-I-K-A-B-O-8-0 at gmail.com. I hope you'll join me again for another episode and another visit of R&R.